Shall we be in prayer together? God, whose light illumines the world and whose light illumines our thoughts and whose light shines into the deepest, most secret places of our heart. Draw near to us today and as we meditate upon your word, help us to receive it, help it to shape and mold and make our lives. Grant, God, that in this time of worship, everything that we consider will bring glory to you. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Nobody likes having labels thrown at them, least of all me. I don't like it. I don't like when we come into the kind of climate that we are living in right now in our culture. The sizzle and the crack that you hear in the air is that people have stopped being able to be reasonable together. There's a form of argumentation that the desperate turn to when their reasons for their point of view are no longer holding water. The uh, Latin term for it is ad hominem argumentation. When you can no longer make a case for your case, attack the person who brought the opposition to you. If you can show the faultiness of the person who is the, your messenger, then you don't even have to deal with the message they're bringing. Ad hominem the last desperate act of people who are losing an argument. It's happening all around us. And it's not the purview of one political party or another, or one religion or another. It just happens when people become so frustrated and so grumpy and so filled with anxiety that they lose the ability to have empathy for one another. The ad hominem attack. The only antidote for it is love. It's the only antidote. The kind of all-encompassing love that includes not only my friends, and not only my families, and not only the people that bring me joy, but includes the people that are hard to look at, the people that are not much to look at, the people that us, and more than that, it includes our enemies, an all-pervasive love, the kind of love that no human being is really born being capable of showing to anyone. It takes a divine spark to show us that kind of love. And I see a world around me that is spoiling for a fight every day. And I am trying hard, Lord knows I'm trying to love. But it's hard sometimes, isn't it? It's very difficult. And I don't want you to be discouraged. 
My task this morning is to encourage you. To tell you that when Jesus said that you are the salt of the earth and the light of the world, he wasn't throwing labels at you. Nor was he being prescriptive. One more thou shalt or you ought. When, uh, when I was serving in one church, we had a guy who was a, a master woodworker. He was great, and I... <laughs> I kept getting people coming in saying the church ought to do this and the church ought to do that. And actually, they never said the church. They said somebody. If, by the way, if you ever find out who somebody is, would you let me know so I can chase them down and have them take care of all the things that they have never taken care of? Somebody ought to do this and somebody ought to do that and somebody ought to be responsible. And, and, and the key verb in there was always ought, ought, ought. And I said to him one day, you know, we need an ought house. We can take all those ideas and just put them in there, and they'll just go down the can right there. And darned if he didn't bring in a little 18-inch high little ought house with a shed roof and a half moon on the door. And our secretary, God bless her, every time somebody came in and said, we ought to do this, they said, write that down. And they said, okay, and they wrote it down, and then she put it in the ought house and closed the door. There isn't enough Febreze for what's in that ought house. And nobody, nobody likes having labels thrown at them, and nobody likes being told what they ought to do. Jesus wasn't prescribing something when he said, you are the light of the world and the salt of the earth. What he was saying is, I'm describing what God is doing through you. For the one who said, I am the light of the world, is now saying to his followers, and you are the light of the world if you are my followers. And this is where it's important for us to remember that for the first hundred years or so, the church was not called the church. And the Christians were not called Christians. They were known by other names and by their family names or by their nationality or whatever else. And it didn't matter if they were Jews or Gentiles in their origin stories, when they began to follow Christ, they were simply known as followers of the way or followers of the way of Jesus. And they were known not by their ideologies or by their doctrinal correctness, but they were known by the way they lived, by the character that they brought forth when they went out to pick up their paper in the morning or set off to the office. They were known because of how they interacted with the world around them. Just the same way that salt is known by how it interacts with your evening meal. You know, if, the, if salt didn't have the particular characteristic of being salty, it would just be another mineral, another piece of dirt. Can you imagine going into your front yard and scooping up part of the garden and throwing it on your broccoli tonight? Some of you are saying it would taste about as good as my broccoli tonight. But salt has a particular characteristic that sets it apart from most of the other minerals. And just a little pinch of it, just a little bit of it, announces its presence to the rest of the meal. And the meal never loses its own name or its own purpose. Salt simply enhances. 
Another way of saying that is when the church says that we should just announce ourselves as church, we have missed our mark slightly because you would never invite guests over and say, now I was going to give you a piece of prime filet mignon with a little bit of seared asparagus on the side and a little bit of mashed potatoes or, or a, a little bit of rice pilaf or, or whatever you would put with it. Are you getting hungry yet? Um, you would never say, I was going to do that for you, but what I think I'm going to do instead is I'm just going to give you a plate of salt because salt is good for you. So here's your plate of salt. When God established Jesus as the light of the world and then sent his followers out into the world, it wasn't so that the whole world would become church. It was so that the world would find its perfection through the salt that he was putting into it. Are you with me on this? That we are not to change the inherent characteristics or traits of somebody, but we are help, going to help them find their perfection in Christ. In order to do that, you have to love them. The idea is not to cope with them or get rid of them or be done with them or get them out of your way, but the idea is that you go and you, and you help someone find their perfection in Christ. Like salt helps soup find its perfection on your tongue. We're not to sit and fixate on the characteristics of salt, but instead understand how it interacts with the world. We're not to sit and fixate on the characteristics of light. Is it a particle? Is it a wave? Like the physics, uh, phys physicists who argue all the time. But we're supposed to talk about how light interacts with the world. And we're not supposed to sit and fixate on the characteristics of church, but on how God's people interact with the world. Prisoners don't get fed if not for God's, or visited if not for God's people. The hungry don't get fed if not for God's people. God's people came onto this continent and they built hospitals and universities and did other mighty works. And they did this not by saying you have to first join us and then. No, but the, what they did was they influenced the great physicists and the doctors and the nurses. They influenced them through their prayers and they influenced them through their service. We've set up powerful, mighty standards for the world to live by. And we do this not to draw attention to ourselves, but so that the people we interact with will give glory to the God we know. It's a beautiful mission. It's a high-minded mission. It's an idea that lifts us up out of the gutters and moves us toward this incredible, this incredible picture of love that we see on the cross. Sacrificial self-yielding, spreading its arms wide to embrace the whole world. In any course of any given week around these here parts of Orange, there'll be people who come by and without thinking, they just spit on the walls of our church. They urinate in our gardens. They leave their garbage lying on our sidewalks. They come and they put out 
cardboard pallets and they spend the night and they get up and sneak away before anybody is here in the morning and they leave their stuff behind. The trustees will tell you it can be a real garbage can around here sometimes. People say, oh, what a shame, what a shame, what a shame. And I want to say, hang in there, friends. Because in a place where garbage would normally be piled up high, we are building up a beacon of light. And not everybody has caught the vision yet. But our light is persistently shining, irresistibly shining. It's still here, still sustaining. And this is not our doing, it's God's doing, working through us, working through you, because you are the light of the world. How you choose to love makes all the difference to everyone. Now, Jesus had a very serious label thrown at him and at all of his followers. Doesn't look like you're keeping the Sabbath very carefully. Your disciples don't wash their hands before they eat. You sit down and you eat and drink with defiled people, with sinners, with tax collectors. You are dirtying and sullying the name of God. You don't even care about the law, you lawbreaker. And Jesus said to them, do not presume that I have come to abolish the law and the prophets. I haven't come to abolish them, but I have come to complete them. As we're going to see in the next week or two, to complete the law, you have to do it from the inside out. You have to have a heart for the things that God is after. You have to understand the world the way God sees the world. We, we have to take these laws that are written on our books, and instead of just literally using them to lamb each other over the head as a bludgeon, to see through that, to see how God is trying to show the world a better way. And once we see that, we then have the heart to help people walk through the difficulty of stumbling here, of tripping there, of not being perfect people but people who are on our way to perfection. And we are on our way to perfection, not in our own strength, but because God has given us grace in Jesus Christ and given us a Holy Spirit who is transforming our lives. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. Do not be discouraged. Don't be discouraged. As day after day after day, a, a cloud seems to be gathering over our world. And the air is crackling with tension. And people are spoiling for a fight. Don't be discouraged. God will supply us grace sufficient for the day. He always does. God will walk us through these difficult times. God will hold us in the palm of his hand.
These are not empty words, my friends. And when everyone else has turned defensive and started hurling insults, and when they even come to you to make those ad hominem attacks, you will say, blessed am I when men hate me and persecute me and revile me and say all manner of evil against me falsely on the account of Jesus. For they've always treated the prophets that way. Did you catch what the psalm said? The righteous distribute to the poor. The righteous help the needy. The righteous lift up the lowly. And it makes the evil ones gnash their teeth. So here's my strategy for you this morning. (laughs) If we do enough good work, then evildoers won't have any teeth left to gnash us with because they'll have ground them down to dust. So let us be about our Father's work. Let us be about our Savior's work. Shut the noise out if you can. If you can't, come and find a partner here to pray with. And realize today with me that we are shining far brighter already than you even realized. And this is God's doing. And it is indeed marvelous in our eyes. Amen.